0: The following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network.
1: Folks, week one of the NFL is completed. I may ugly cry on the internet. Who knows? But stay tuned. But in the meantime, welcome to No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We're presented by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. To my right is a man who did not tear his Achilles tendon on the fourth play of the game, Dustin Henry. Dustin, how are we doing tonight?
2: Uh, I did not tear my Achilles tendon, it's true, but I was shoved by DK Metcalf, so still recovering (laughs) from that. Suspension! Uh, Suspension! (laughs) I'm doing all right, Uh, but both of us, I think, are hurting a little bit after week one. Happy the NFL season is back, but suffice it to say, we'll get into it, but it did not start the way either of us had hoped.
1: In a way, for me, it was bittersweet, but we'll get to that in just a moment. We just want to remind you first first off to go to our social media channels, which are right down here on Twitter. You know what? I'm still going to call it Twitter. I don't call it. Yes. Always Twitter. Twitter. I'm going to be a contrarian and call it Twitter. So, Twitter, Instagram, and the scarcely used TikTok. It's at nocredsareq. Facebook.com forward slash nocredsareq. YouTube.com. Forward slash no creds req. And while you're at it, if you're watching live or on replay, why don't you go ahead and do us a favor and smash that like button. Smash it responsibly. And speaking of smash, Dustin, we've been smashing it with our YouTube numbers for a couple weeks now. We're at 286 subscribers now. Oh boy, can we get to so 300 by next we,
2: week? Let's we get find to out.
1: 300. Let's get to 300. So if you don't, if you if you're not already subscribed, subscribe notifications all that stuff also like, like us on facebook follow us on twitter follow us on instagram uh, i may not update instagram as much but we're going to try our best to do a lot more of that in the coming in the coming weeks if you're listening on the audio side subscribe to the podcast on a myriad of podcast networks including apple podcast spotify spreaker google play iheart tune in wherever you podcast and make sure you also rate and subs- rate and review five stars rating is preferable review it if you can and if you can read it or review it, excuse me we may even read it on the air no matter how awesome or how vile your review is we <laughs> will we will make sure we read it on the air and dustin and, and because you know this is a live show also it's on it's on replay but it's a live show we engage with our show. We engage with our audience. We want your comments. And Dustin, uh, I, I know it's the, the, the Seahawks didn't have a great week, but I know this music will, will, soothe, will soothe your angst. Yes. <laughs> Again, folks, the, uh, the AEC stands for Algorithmic Engagement Comment, which means people, more people will notice this show when you comment. So comment with the show, leave us a like, leave us leave us, yeah, leave us a like, leave us a like on the socials, follow us on socials, engage with the show during the show. Let's get into it. And we got to start off Dustin. And we got a comment from our friend Wonka the scene. "Go get it guys, have a great show. Who knew before week 1 that the trade the Packers got the better of that trade? That's to be determined."
3: Yeah, no, He said man. not me.
1: He said not me, but that's to be determined. All I know is that I gar- I can guarantee the Packers will not get a first round pick this season.
2: Yes. If if no they, they coming won't. draft. They will get a second round. They will get a
1: second round pick. Too bad, so sad. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we're going to start off with our review of week 1 of the 2023 NFL season. And we're going to st- we're going to stick to the same formula as we did last year. We're going to go through the biggest upset upsets Biggest deployments, the most entertaining game, most normal performance, and our hottest individual take takeaway from the week. We'll also look forward we'll also look forward to what's going on in week two and what we're gonna watch out for. So let's start with the biggest upset of the week. And Dustin What's your biggest upset of the week? There were plenty to go around, I thought. Yes. What's your biggest
2: upset of the week? Yes, there was. And people might think I'm going to talk about one game, but I'm saving that for another category we have here. My biggest upset, just because it surprised me. And uh, as you may remember, last week I cooked, I cooked up my own version of Spicy Gumbo. Yes, I'm going to make this a thing. Chef Ryan in there Dust. stirring it. Now. Dustin's Spicy Gumbo. We've got a <laughs> Yeah. The the Battle of Ohio, for me, was the biggest upset. The Browns came out, and they beat a completely inept-looking Bengal offense, which this Bengal offense, slow starts have become a pattern for one Joe Burrow. So some people may say, hey, you're making too much out of it. But to me, this made more of a statement about the Browns' defense. I think the Browns' defense is for real. Nick Chubb continued to run. He didn't get he didn't get a touchdown in this game, but he ran. And if Deshaun Watson can be any semblance of the player he was in Houston, which his passes, there were some of them. I saw a lot of this game because I was at a birthday party. I missed a lot of the early window, much more familiar with the late window. But Deshaun Watson, he skipped some of his passes. But to me, the Bengals' ineptitude was something – to behold on offense. Didn't expect this. Joe Burrow didn't really play in the preseason, but the the Cleveland Browns coming out with the defense that they did, that was the biggest upset of the week for me. What about you, sir?
1: I'm gonna go with something really, really unconventional for my upset of the week. I said I thought the Buccaneers going into U.S. Bank Stadium in a very hostile environment against the Vikings, against the Vikings, who I would say many project to win the NFC and I would say some would think the NFC they're going to win the NFC Central. Yeah. The Vikings are Vikings are a very good offensive team. Defense has left something left to be desired, uh, especially since their point differential last year was in the opposite and yet they still won that division as the worst 12 and 5 or 13 and 4 team yes. I've ever seen. Well, the Buccaneers went into U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis, Minnesota and slapped the taste out of the Vikings' mouth. Despite the fact that they allowed 328 passing yards to Kirk Cousins, the Buccaneers forced three turnovers. Yeah. they Cousins fumbled the ball and gave it away twice. He also threw an interception. Mm-hmm. And the Buccaneers did just enough. I mean, they did – Todd Bowles, like, like I said – Todd Bowles, not exactly the best head coach around, but he is a wonderful defensive strategist. Absolutely wonderful defensive strategist. And he did so in this game. And, and, and the Buccaneers did just enough. I mean, they had a, the, very, the third down short, when they had the ball, when they I think they were, I think they were either in the lead or they were driving for the game-winning field goal. Baker Mayfield. Sacrificed his own body to take it himself and stiff armed a dude, a very very similar to uh Derrick Henry. Yeah. Uh, and stiff arm he stiff arm a dude and got the first down. He got I mean, he got close, I got high tackle clothesline for for his troubles, but he uh got the first down, then managed to get another first down, and it was, it was over. And I thought that was a really great performance defensively for the Buccaneers. Now I said in the in the pre- in the preview last week. Yeah, you're relying on Bicker Mayfield. the 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 line needs to protect him, and he did an okay job. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't have the sack total in front of me. I'm not sure how many sacks they gave up. And I thought with Ryan Jensen being being gone for the year, I thought there's no way that they're going to win a whole lot of games this year. But I thought this was a big upset because Minnesota's got the one of the they one of the highest octane offenses in the league. We all know that. And they get limited to 17 points despite all those passing yards.
2: A great defensive game
1: plan by the Buccaneers, I thought.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I'll tell you, maybe I was just a year too late on saying Baker was going to come out with that FU energy because he did in this game. He talked trash. He was saying, you're not big enough to tackle me, you know, after that. Mm -hmm. But I will tell you this. Given the division that the Buccaneers are in, if Baker Mayfield plays like this, mm-hmm. they have a shot to be competitive in that division because there's no real, yep. th- except for the saints. Who do you think is going to win that division? The Buccaneers could do something. This was a surprising game. For yeah. Me.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, this it's it a surprising game for me too. Uh, I do want to address one question that came in the comments section before we move on to our next segment from uh, Brian germ. He says, so which veteran quarterback will the jets bring in? Um, I don't know, honestly. I don't know. I think what they'll do. My prediction is that with with Zach Wilson having a decent performance, I mean he's still kind of fitting his way into this offense. He didn't know it uh, at the back of his hand like Aaron Rodgers did. But I think they'll give it a couple weeks. They'll reevaluate things at the uh, in the bye week because they, they have a bye week coming up in week seven. And if they need to, if they need to, they'll probably make a trade at the trade deadline. I mean that was. Partly, partly, the reason why Aaron Rodgers took that pay cut before the season started is because he wanted the Jets to bring in more. They wanted the Jets to bring in more pieces to complete this puzzle. I mean, there's still there's still some pieces missing on this on this team, uh, notably the offensive line. Uh, But in terms of who they'll bring in, I don't really know. I mean, if the Titans are garbage by week six, or or by the trade deadline in late October. I, they may move make a move for him, although he's a very expensive and he's 35 years old. But they may bring in they may bring back Joe Flacco. They could bring in uh Jameis gosh forbid, James Winston. they will make, they'll make me very crabby if they bring in Jason James Wilson. Uh, Jameis Winston.
3: Yeah. Um,
1: if you don't get that if you don't get that joke, then you know Google it. Just, just Google James <laughs> Jimmy Winston and Crabs. Um uh, <laughs> You might get you might, some unintended results there. You might get an unintended results. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, stop sending me memes about the Jets picking up Colin Kaepernick. Stop linking them together.
2: Yeah. Stop it. they're, It's they're, over. It's over, yeah, for, it's yeah. over so, for Colin Kaepernick. Please stop. Th- 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 thank you for saying that. And and we don't, you know, we don't mean, we don't mean anything by that except that his, the, he last played in the NFL as a full-time starter. What was it? 2012? I mean, come on. Yeah. It, it, it's been a long time. You know, we're not yeah. making any commentary on Colin Kaepernick as a person or anything like that. But these reports, well, I will. <laughs> <I can>. <laughs> <laughs> any 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 reports that continue these reports that continue to come out, linking him to teams whenever a quarterback goes down. It's ridiculous. He hasn't played in the NFL in a very long time.
1: Yeah. And I'm going to put this I'm going to put this uh, Lady on Full blast, Jamel Hill who used to be on Sports Center until she basically burned that bridge. She used to be on Spotify that she burnt that bridge. Mm-hmm. She had a memoir that sold only 5 a little over 5,000 copies. She said this last night after the game was over and she tweet, she put this on the internet. She said, and I quote, there's a quarterback right there in New Jersey who took a who took a team to the Super Bowl and an NFL championship game. Rhymes with Hapernick.
2: Yeah, it's too. it's been too long. It's been too
1: long. I'll say this. I'll say this, and they will be, be my last word about the man himself. Mm-hmm. This guy has made more money from his social justice grift than he ever made in the NFL. He's 35 years old, hasn't played a, a, down the NFL since burning that bridge seven years ago. His skill set does not match with what the Jets are doing offensively, and he'll make a writer list like he's a rock star a mile long just to be brought in absolutely not
2: well the other thing is (laughs) let's not let's not pretend there were two teams that would have brought him in if they thought they could still play and i i would say the raiders would have kicked the tires on him many times because they i I think mark davis mentioned that he would have picked the tires on him and also i would say that given some of the quarterback, this would have been prior to Prescott, but Jerry Jones would have found a way to bring him in because Jerry Jones has also brought in, he's also brought in players. You know, he brought Greg Hardy back. If you have talent in the NFL, someone will sign you. So the fact that he has not been signed whether you you can think whatever you want, but there would have been an owner. You're telling me that at some point the Dan Snyder owned Redskins wouldn't have given him a. Sh- there there are there are some teams. If you have talent in the NFL, someone will sign you. Talent overrides all. And to Jamel Hill for that absolutely lava hot
1: lava burning take. I have this to say to you, Miss.
3: Bitch, are you for real?
1: <laughs> hey, we're moving on. Biggest yes. disappointment. I'll start off this one. The New York Football Giants laid a gigantic egg on national television on Sunday night against the Cowboys. This was ugly from the start. 30, it's sixteen nothing after the first quarter. At what? At, at the end of the third quarter, it's thirty three nothing. People are exiting the stands, and I and we talked about this last week, Dustin. I had this team as a playoff team. I had the, the entire NFC East yeah. Yeah. playoffs this year. That yeah. New York Football Giants. I think they're in for a rough road ahead. And my buddy Drew, my buddy Drew from uh, Internet Sports Debate, shout out to Drew Willie. Uh, got some pretty cool stuff coming down the road. He predicted the Giants would go 0 and 8 before their bye week in week nine. Wow. Performance. I don't see I don't see how they don't. But, I mean, we, we've got a long road ahead. It's yes. only one. But this yes. team was just the, such a big disappointment on both sides of the ball. And I want my prediction to come true. I want my prediction to come true. I, I mean, I'm I I I'm related to a New York Jets fan. My brother Jim is a – is a, I'm sorry, yeah, I'm related to a Giants fan. That mm-hmm. uh, My brother Jim is a big Giants fan. He was all excited for this season. Your uncle uh, – your uncle Al. Oh, yeah. Huge Giants fan. Yeah, that egg that they laid on national television. I don't know. I, I mean, I know they got to Pick it up. Saquon Saquon Barkley has only been in, in camp for was only in camp for I think the last two weeks of the season. But that brought I think that brought, that situation brought the Giants down
3: a bit.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, this was my runner-up for biggest disappointment, and I will tell you, my my aforementioned uh, Uncle Al, he did text me during the game. Yeah, Which he and he's in the, the chat right season. now. Shout out! Shout out to you. And he said, "Is it the Giants' offensive line or is it the Dallas defense?" And yes. to, to me, yes. it's, it's yeah, to me. <laughs> I said I didn't know because it would, the game was still going on. I think at that point it was twenty-six nothing or something, and I thought the the Giant, I thought the Giants would mount some sort of offense. They'd be able to get. Something going. And to some degree, I do think Brian, Brian Dables is a good enough coach to write the ship yeah. a little bit and, and play in the Arizona Cardinals is probably going to be a cure for what ails you. But I wonder if the Dallas, the Dallas defense is this dominant. The NFC is in trouble. If the Dallas defense can do this against every team. Well, I got my jets next week. And again, my prediction,
1: I said this last week in the program that for every interception, Dak Prescott throws against the Jets, and he said this th- before the season started: "I'm going to throw only ten interceptions or less this year. For every interception he throws against the Jets, which is a possibility now, because I'll talk about that in a second, in a few minutes, mm-hmm. I will donate fifty dollars to his foundation, to his charity. So you, you, could, you, we'll you see what be, happens.
2: You could be giving up some scratch, my friend. You I could, could be... <laughs> I could.
1: Well, I, well I'll see. If, we'll see if I do a straight." donation or i just do installments Well, well.
2: yeah yeah
1: but that's that. i i think i know it's coming for your biggest disappointment what what's your biggest
2: disappointment for for week one all right anyone that knows me Strap knows in, what's folks. anyone that knows me knows what's coming i'll cu- i'll keep this i'll keep this short and first off i'd like to start off with an apology to all the other seahawks fans worldwide nationally because i will take responsibility for this I jinxed us because I came into the season with expectations. I watched Rain City Redemption. I was getting jacked for the season. I had actual hope coming into this season, so I'm sorry for everybody. Now, the Rams historically have played the Seahawks well, especially under Sean Sean McVay. Sean McVay has an 8-5 record prior to their win, against Seattle at home last weekend. Now, but that does not excuse the Seahawks came out. The offensive weapons that they have – With this team and also Geno Smith, much was made that Geno Smith would regress, but he also – they have the offensive weapons. Kenneth Walker, they have probably one of the best projected receiving cores in the NFL. Guess how many yards the offense managed in the second half total? How many? How many? 12 yards. 12 yards and one first down against a Rams defense that was supposed to be nothing. Now – slightly in Gino Smith's defense Aaron Donald is a beast I don't know if you've seen the audio clip Adam Schefter tweeted it among others Gino audibly says "Oh my god" when he tries to jump dump off a pass because Aaron Donald is coming screaming through right at him mm-hmm. but, So the Seahawks were okay in the first half they were hanging against the Rams then Jason Myers missed a field goal and then all the wheels started Coming off in the second half. They were getting beat deep by these by these Rams receivers who the Rams did not have Cooper Cup. So they're without their best offensive weapon. The DBs started getting beat that was supposed to be one of the strong points of the team this year. The defense couldn't stop the run in the second half a complete collapse. And then to top it all off, you got the players after the game admitting that the effort wasn't there. And DK Metcalf with a just ridiculous shove, blindside shove on a a Rams player. I get it. You get frustrated, but you can't be a hothead like that, especially when the effort isn't there. And the Seahawks better get it right next week because they got the Lions. And if they don't come out and and, and, and play with some passion against the Lions team, which, oh, by the way, did upset the Chiefs, you could be in some big trouble. It could be a long season in Seattle. I'm sorry, everybody. Well,
1: for basic <laughs> disappointment, I'm sure you're pretty sure you feel a lot better now that you got that, got that off your chest. I do. Let's, I do. Let's go to our most entertaining game. And I think Dustin we're we're in agreement we're in agreement on the most entertaining game of the week. I, I had dolphins chargers as the most entertaining game of the week
2: I'm pretty sure you were you, yes. you would agree to me that was the pick of this that that was the only pick not to say that there wasn't some good games in week one but uh man chargers dolphins is why we watched the game yep and I'm gonna say this uh, this was
1: my this is gonna be my take about the uh, hottest individual uh not the highest individual yeah my hottest individual take of the week this was my original take. Yeah. Brandon Staley. <laughs> Why? Why are you an NFL head coach? Why? You were driving done. You were it, look, I give full credit to to um to the game plan of uh who is our offensive coordinator now? Kellen Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore mm. had a great game yeah. plan. They were mixing up the pass and the run. They were running the ball effectively. They were keeping the Dolphins offense off the field, which is the best defensive strategy could have against that defense is to keep them off the field because of what they were doing between Tua and Tyreek Hill uh, which was a which they were brilliant all game long too but you had the opportunity to put your foot on their throats up 31 30 late in the, I'd say probably with about what five minutes left in the game yeah, If I remember correctly, like yeah you had an opportunity. You had three chance, you had three chances to put the ball in the end zone, go go up eight and force the Dolphins to score, a touchdown and go for two to put the game into overtime. No. You decided to go with the analytical route like you always do, the Aaron Boone thing, kick a field goal and try to make your defense win the game. Your defense did nothing against this passing offense for the for the Dolphins. Oh, man. Absolutely nothing. You could not stop Tyreek Hill. You could not stop a leak. In a paperback that's how bad the defense was and Brandon staley's a defensive guy Brandon staley's a defensive guy and yet his defense had they put the onus in on the defense the defense didn't come through dolphins marched down the field get the game win touchdown dolphins defense closed it out
3: mm-hmm. forcing
1: forcing uh herbert to throw that for that awful awful pass while he's still in the between the tackle between the tackles get an intentional grounding then throw, force him to throw an in interception. Force him to throw two incompletions. Then sack him and end the game. Yeah, that was. uh
2: I don't know why he's still a head coach in the NFL. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I remember we were we were uh, uh, hypothesizing last year after they blew that lead to the to 27 the Jays, nothing. that that I I remember. Scott I remember was I'm being at your a house
1: game. and I I remember being yes. at your house during yes. that wild card game and leaving because I thought all right Chargers got this no one in the bag yeah when last morning I wake up the next morning 31 30 Jaguars
2: yeah and I remember uh. after you left Scott was Scott and I were watching the game and Scott turned to me and said Brendan Staley's gonna be fired on the tarmac he was, he was basically saying that – He's going to get Herman Herm words. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it didn't happen. It, it didn't, didn't happen. happen. And now look what's happening. He's blowing games. This was a winnable game for the Chargers. Yeah. Now it mm-hmm. made for a beautiful game. Tua tonga looked great. It was oh, nice yeah. and, to see any, out any, there. Game,
1: any game, Kevin Harlan is the uh, play-by-play guy. It, yeah. yeah it's ex- going <laughs> he, he makes a bad he makes boring games sound exciting uh, yeah, but yeah. this was not a boring game this is not no,
2: a No not at all not at all but but it just it continues to confound me because now he's doing it again and I wrote in my notes I said the Chargers always find a way to lose these games they mm-hmm. don't find a way to win them They find a way to lose them, and I'm not just putting it on Brandon Staley, although he has been unquestionably the cause of it most recently. But this culture has permeated, as I said before the season start, this has been an L.A. slash San Diego Chargers thing for a long time a long time even under Marty Schottenheimer when they had their best years something would always happen uh, Ladanian Tomlinson getting injured they would find a way down the stretch to lose in the big games and to me this was a big game it was your season opener you were up should have been a win you snatched defeat from the jaws of victory on this one Brendan Staley and I don't know how you didn't get fired on the tarmac last year not calling for anybody's job. I'm not hoping for anybody to get fired, but at some point, something's got to happen.
1: Yeah, and the road ahead for the Chargers is not going to be easy. Not going to be easy. No. Well, well, it's uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break before we get into our next couple of segments. Uh, but first, this is PSA from Wise El Jefe.
0: The following is a public service announcement from Wise El Jefe. Boston. This has been a public service announcement from Wise El Jefe.
2: I had to throw that in there. Yeah, I mean, they're (laughs) playing, after all, doubleheader today. That's
1: right, and Yankees took the first game. So, anyway, take quick commercial break from our friends at Invader Coffee. This episode of No Credentials Required is brought to you by Invader Coffee. For the coffee lover who wants good, quality coffee with no bullshit and no filler, Invader Coffee is an ultra-premium, veteran-owned coffee company proudly delivering only the best coffee your hard-earned money can buy. They aim to only serve the highest quality organic, air-roasted coffee beans sourced from free-trade farms all over the world. They keep things simple. The best coffee at an affordable price in order to provide you with the value you deserve for your morning boost. 100% fair trade, 100% organic coffee beans, 100% air-roasted, 100% money-back guarantee. Visit invadercoffee.com, enter promo code BELLYUP at checkout, and receive 15% off your order. That's right, folks. Get yourself some excellent coffee, veteran-owned coffee company. They're based in Austin, Texas, but they make quality coffee. Look, I I know we have pumpkin spice season. Why? We still have it in the middle of summer. (laughs) But pumpkin pecan is coming soon. Because I know Dustin enjoyed that se- enjoyed <coughs> enjoyed that particular blend. Mm-hmm. Uh, they still got the original blend. They still got the uh, Outlander. I, be- I, still- I believe they still have the Outlander. They just refilled on Mexican chocolate, which is which is our buddy Snowman's favorite. Uh, also, they have the breaking case of emergency. So yeah, get yourself co- get yourself some really great coffee. Click the link in the description, which is our affiliate link, and then prom- you pr- use promo code Belly Up at checkout. You get fifteen percent off your order for some of the best coffee around. Uh, Dustin, I'm pretty sure, like I said, you you've attested to their to their magnificence uh, before, and oh. I'm sure you still
2: you will again once you make your you get your once you get your pumpkin pecan. Uh, pumpkin oh yes. pecan blend. <laughs> I will be talking about that, and I'll probably get some K cups for the office every once Ooh. in a while. I like to do that. Even though even though we, I will keep it anonymous, we are supplied a certain type of coffee uh, at the office. I bring in Invader quite frequently for myself, and selfishly, I hide it in my desk. And I go down when I need a little uh, little Invader pick-me-up because it is superior to the coffee we have at the Good office.
1: Plan. Good plan. <laughs> Good plan. So, yes, folks, that's right. Again, visit the link in the description. That's our affiliate link. We get a, we get a little bit of a kickback uh when uh, you order from you order from our link and again you save fifteen percent off your order by using promo code belly up uh before we go to the next two next two uh things I just want to visit the comment section real quick uh captain lou uh captain lou Gimelin from the captain lou sports network he says oh, flacco will be brought in
2: uh for the jets which i, I could see because he was I mean, even it's some, some familiarity yeah some of the other names I've seen bandied about, we got, let's see, we got Trevor Simeon, which, did he play for the B- Jets briefly? I think he did.
1: Yes, he did little... briefly in
2: 2019, I want to say. Yeah, something like that. And then the other one, which I think this is not another one, nothing against him either, but people have been throwing Cam Newton out there. If this was if this was no! <laughs> no if this was if this was uh mid 20s cam take take yourself some cam newton but he's not yeah. there anymore he's not nope. there anymore his arms not there anymore and
1: yeah. he, he'll be brought in for short yard situations i i, I, yeah. I reckon yeah I reckon.
2: he w- he was great there's no disputing that cam was great in his time but because he was big he got beat up more than almost any other quarterback the way that mm-hmm. he ran Yep, yep. The w- and they protected him poorly, and that's why he is
1: what. That's why he's not played right now. Yeah. Uh, Wonko says boys, Cowboys Giants was my upset of the week. Not as high on New York as most, but was a lot lower on Dallas than most too.
2: Yeah. The tough thing Same is point. after week one, we don't want to like overreact, but it also, you know, certain things make you say, "Wow!" and that was one of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Captain Lou says Asino as is well He'll
1: be donating. Uh, for the uh, oh man <laughs> the, in Quick regards to uh in, in regards to the in regards to the Jets uh uh turning over Dak Prescott and uh that Psa uh your uncle your uncle approves <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 we've been playing that one for a while. Uh... <laughs> that' was a gift from our buddy Cole Johnson who made a, who made another really great gift for us in the form of a commercial that they play on on uh, Snowman in the morning now so oh, awesome.
2: Uh, so really great, Cole Cole Johnson. Big shout out to you, my friend. Shout out to you. We'll have to we'll have to rank Super Bowl spreads again with you soon, sometime, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. That's for sure. All right, moving on. We're going to continue on week
1: one with our most notable performances of the week. And Dustin, I want you to go ahead. Want you go ahead and lead off
2: for this one. Who was your most notable performance of this week? Okay. Well, my most notable uh, performance this week, and I know he didn't have the most flashiest stats. But he played darn well enough, and uh, that for me is Calvin Ridley, to come on the football field for the first time since October of 21. When I first saw that, I thought it was a misprint, but then I remembered he did miss the entire 2022 season and he missed a big chunk of the 2021 season as well. To come on the field and look the way that he did and have eight receptions for 101 yards and a touchdown, it was just very impressive for me. He is immediately the de facto number one receiver in Jacksonville, and it's clear that Trevor Lawrence is developing a chemistry with him. He looked for Calvin 11 times and Calvin caught eight of those balls. Very impressive to me. It's nice to see him back on the field. Hope he hope he's got everything figured out now. Because man, you forget how talented he was, and now we're all seeing it again. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. For me, the most notable performance
1: of last of the of week one was the Dallas Cowboys defense, and I mentioned that the New York Giants laid that golden, uh, uh, not so golden egg. On national television on Sunday Night Football, but the part of the reason why is because Dallas's defensive game
3: plan—seven you
1: know. sacks. They they and they forced they forced Dable's hand and they took out they they they, they did the big old hook to Daniel Jones early so he didn't get hurt. They bring they bring in Tyrod Taylor uh, to compl- to finish the game. Seven sacks, a pick six, a fumble recovery. And only 173 net yards against an offense that was highly productive last year. They were averaging at least 250 yards a game, if I remember correctly. They allow only 170, 173 net yards, uh, both passing and rushing. This was a completely dominant performance for the Dallas Cowboys. And I know, I know something that, that most Giants fans, majority of Giants fans, would not want to hear right now, giving a lot of respect to Dallas, but you got to remember. Dallas is eleven and one against the Giants. I think the last what seven years, six seven years, they're now eleven and one against the Giants. Yeah, Giants have the the Cowboys have the Giants in their back pockets.
2: They, uh, I mean, it seems that way. And the thing is, for all of Daniel Jones and his immense progress that he made last year, and I think Daniel Jones is not going to regress this much, but. You know, as a lot of Seahawks fans will remember, Dan Quinn put together some of the best Seahawks defenses. We know what he mm-hmm. can do on the defensive side of the ball. The defense his defensive schemes are prone sometimes to allowing collapses. See the Super Bowl against the Patriots for the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Then see the Super Bowl also against the Patriots when he was when he was head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, but that aside, Dan Quinn knows his way around defense and if he has the right players to fit his scheme watch out because this could be if Dallas plays a couple more week, weeks of defense like this people are going to start talking because a defense can carry a team like that That's true. That's true. Uh, and your and your uncle
1: says uh uh the Eagles also own the Giants right now. I think they, they've they've been They've had the Giants in their back pocket for quite a while as well. Yeah. All right. So we're moving on to our hottest individual takes of the week. And Dustin, I'm going to take a little bit of control of the camera for just a brief moment. Get in Because there. I, got, so I got some things to say. Look, Monday night, as you can see, I'm wearing my New York Jets shirt. That I got for Christmas for my mom and dad. I'll be a little bit late. I'm ride or, I'm ride or die with this team regardless. Now I admit I did not watch the game from the full start. I was at the gym trying to, get and, trying to get myself healthy again, getting back on that train in regards to my fitness. And I get home. I'm trying to I'm trying to listen to the start of the game. I can't do it, which is fine. No big deal. I'll see what happens when I get turn the TV on when I get home. As soon as I get out of my car and I bring my stuff in, I'm getting alerts and text messages and social media messages on my phone. One saying that Aaron Rodgers had been carted off the field after suffering ankle injury. I got people asking me if I'm all, if I'm all right. <laughs> They're doing wellness checks on me because I know how much how much of a Jets fan I am, and how excited I was to have Aaron Rodgers in this lineup. And we come to find out today that he fully ruptures Achilles tendon, which sucks because yeah. all this hype, all this expectation and waiting he plays four plays total four and for the rest of the game i'm going all right the jets defense has to do one thing keep it respectable even in the loss they have to keep it respectable they have to keep the score respectable we can't have a repeat like last night like the night before in giant when the giants absolutely stunk up jet life state Stadium. They can't have that kind of performance. We can't see that two times in a row at MetLife Stadium. Well, guess what? The Jets' defense, I believe, is officially Josh Allen's kryptonite (laughs) because their game plan was to take away the run, force the issue on Allen, which they did. They forced him to throw. And listen, there were two leading receivers for the Jets last night, Garrett Wilson and Jordan Whitehead. (laughs) Yeah. Because the Jets made Josh Allen throw three interceptions in his direction, and they forced a fumble, which led them to the to the field goal that gave them the lead, albeit very temporarily. I think the Jets had the lead for a, about all of a minute thirty in last night's game until the end. Until the end, and I was running through a gamut of emotions the entire game long. I you could feel it too, like you could feel it in the stadium watching on TV. Especially with the way Zach Wilson was doing Zach Wilson things, in the first half. But this defense allowed thirteen points in the first half, only three points after that. They forced a Josh I mean look, Josh Allen's only quarterback. But the system he's in right now, I and mean, it's a little bit I'd say it's a little bit of each, but most of this was on the Jets was on the Jets defense, just doing an excellent job of just making Zach making Josh Allen look human and yeah. look at the box score. Josh Allen was sacked five times. He was sacked 11 times by the jets last year. He got sacked five times in this game. Uh, this, this defense allowed only 97 rushing yards, which again, I mean, and the, t- the top two rushers were Josh. Uh, the, Josh Allen was one of the top two rushers because of course he is. Cause that de- cause that team does not have a feature back, but I'll wrap and I'll wrap this up. I'll 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 lend the plane eventually. Mm-hmm. But this defense was built to win championships. And yes, we don't have Aaron Rodgers for the rest of the season anymore. I it, it's a bummer. It's a bittersweet moment. It's a bittersweet day in New York Jets fan history, especially for the first half of the game. Garrett Wilson, that awesome catch for that Oh touchdown.
3: yeah,
1: highly really to came, himself. Came, he, he no, well not only that, he he prevented the interception first. Then he tipped. Then he kept body control and tipped it to himself and gathered it in and scored that touchdown. Look, this defense is built to win championships. Aaron Rodgers was built in as the final piece of that championship. Unfortunately, he's he's done. He's done for the rest of the year. It's now on Zach Wilson to get the job done, but it, it's going to get done on the strength of that defense. And they just need to run the ball, run the mm-hmm. ball, run that ball. 172 rushing yards that in last night's game, and Brees Hall was didn't look anything like didn't look like he
2: suffered an ACL injury at all. No, not at all. And the thing is, this and like we say, it's only week one. You try to temper your expectations, not overreact to everything because the season is still young. Yeah, but either way, this is indicating either the Jets' run game is that good. Because it, I mean, Brees Hall looked like a world beater. And when Dalvin Cook came in, when he did, I mean, he looked ready and raring to go. And he looked like a brilliant signing. And if they use those two running backs the way they used them last night, the Jets are going to have one of the top rushing attacks in the NFL. Or if, if the Jets running game isn't quite as good, it's an indicator about Buffalo's run defense and signaling that maybe Buffalo's defense could be in a little bit of trouble here. But either way, you know, great showing for the New York Jets run game last night. Lean on that moving forward. Yep. Yep. All right, Dustin, we got a minute or two left. I <laughs> sorry I took so long on that. I no,
1: no, I am gonna were, land that run eventually. But see, you well, see what's, we your, both, what's your <laughs> we what's both your high
2: rinse. It's three we Detroit. both had we our did. rants, but I mine was high octane. I was like a I I was like a like a like a hot rod car just to go in for my <laughs> fastest 30 seconds. You you got you you started slowly and then started picking up pace around the track. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's your oddest individual individual take from this week? Okay. This one, this is kind of a carryover from last year. Cause I would say, and I'm not just saying this because I play fantasy football, Arthur Smith. Sometimes I don't know what he's doing coaching and he would turn around and he'd tell me I'm coaching to win football games, not fantasy football games. Well, that very well may be, but you can't continue to draft players with high picks at at big offensive positions and then you don't use them. How is is Tyler Algier, no respect to him, he's made the NFL, he's a better athlete than I ever could hope to even be in my wildest dreams. If I reset the clock and I said, okay, now I'm 19, Tyler Algier, he would be better than me no matter what. Even if I had the, the greatest trainers and started taking all the steroids in the world and all these crazy things, Tyler Algier, still better than peak me, better than tons of people will ever be. But how are you not using Bijan Robinson? How are you not throwing the ball to Drake London and how are you not throwing the ball to Kyle Pitts? Why do you continue to coach games the way that you do? And and the frustrating thing is they win games somehow. I think part of part <laughs> of it is the division that they're in. But Arthur Smith, eventually, when the Falcons start losing, because I think they will—no offense to Falcons fans—but I just think that's that's the way it's going to happen. You can't sustain yourself on these game plans that he does. When you start to lose games, it's going to bite him, and it's going to cost Arthur Smith. But this this coaching style just confounds me. Don't draft the players as high then. Get them in, you know, get other players in the in the later rounds, get some more value, quote unquote, picks. But you draft a tight end top four overall. Most teams would use that on a quarterback or maybe an offensive tackle or some centerpiece of the team. If you draft Kyle Pitts that high, you indicate that he's going to be a centerpiece of your offense. And then he's invincible. He's invincible because you keep handing the ball to Tyler Algier. You don't even – the snap count was almost even between him and Bijan Robinson. If you take B. John mm-hmm. Robinson, what was he, eighth overall? Yeah. Give him more of the snaps. hmm
1: Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, when I saw my fantasy football league that Drake London had a big old goose egg next to his name, I'm like, what are we – what is he doing? What yeah. is he doing? Yeah, I don't understand. I don't get it either. It's a good thing that Arthur Smith's dad is loaded rich as the founder of FedEx. <laughs> oh God.
2: Well, figure out a way to tell him to stop, you know, start delivering on these draft picks. Start using them. Yeah, yeah. All right,
1: folks, we're going to take our second commercial break. When we come back. We're going to wrap things up with what we're looking forward to in week two. We'll go back to the. We'll also go back to the comment section. So. Uh, Stay tuned. Well, enjoy this break from Manscaped and you're listening to or watching no credentials required.
0: Spring has sprung and our friends at Manscaped have the best tools for some spring cleaning. They've already helped you tidy up all the nooks and crannies of your body's basement. But this year, Manscaped can help you get the perfect presentation on that beautiful face with the new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Make sure you look your best this spring by using code BELLY20 to get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. So tame your mane with the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. The sun is peeking back out, which means you'll have to show your face in the daylight again. So use the kit to make sure your scrub looks award-winning, whether you have glorious beard flow or some smooth, sleek cheeks. Save 20% off and free shipping with the code BELLY20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code BELLY20 at manscaped.com. Focus on the face and use the Beard Hedger Pro Kit for the cleanest look in the game. That's right, folks.
1: Manscaped. 20% 20% off your order by using promo code belly 20 at checkout plus free shipping. It is the, the beard hedger is trims this wonderful beard that I have in my face currently It does need to be trimmed. I will be using the hedge trimmer sooner than later, but you've also got the lawmower 4.0, the body, the, uh, the, 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 um, yeah, yeah. yeah lawmower yes. 4.0. The, Weed whacker for your nose hairs because nose hairs are gross. And I found I've been finding that, uh, you know, on a personal note, as I get older, the nose hairs can get a little bit weedy. Oh, you yeah, you need some high octane, high, high octane to get rid of those nose hairs because nose hairs, again, they are gross. But yeah, get yourself the beard hedge trimmer, the lawnmower 4.0, the weed whacker, other accoutrements. That manscaped sells by going to the manscaped.com use promo code belly 20 at checkout you get 20% off your order plus free shipping and manscaped as always gets the no crunches required seal of approval
2: huh. there's old puppers there he is good old puppers and i'll tell you about that ad the line cleaning out the nooks and crannies of your body's basement <laughs> that one got me that was <laughs> <laughs> well, well i'll tell you a quick story before we go on to the going on we go on to the next
1: second we wrap up the show i had to do a live read uh for Manscaped a few years ago and it involved the ball saxonville jaguars as well oh, and i'm trying my best not to chuckle or laugh because i'm yeah. trying to keep it professional i'm trying yeah. to make, i'm trying to make it i'm trying to not do bad by a Manscaped because they're one of our premier sponsors. And I'm just yeah. like, <laughs> I
2: awesome. know they, they <laughs> write some great ad copy. Over they do. There. Their
1: copywriters are <laughs> excellent. All right. We're going to go back to the comment section real quick before we move on to what we're looking forward to in week two. Uh Your uncle Al says, Joe Shane might look better when he gets out of the cap nightmare that Gelman put the giants in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that Leonard sure. Williams signing was atrocious. And like, in like, the former jet, I get it. You had to sign him to keep him. He was a key part of the defense. Not so much anymore. Sorry about that. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. When when the when Cap Hell, thanks to Gettleman, is done. I think the Giants will be in line to do a lot better. Uh Wonko says, Oof, feel for your Ryan. Haven't had my phone blow up with wellness checks since the Pats got the Super Bowl INT versus Wilson. And Dustin, I'm pretty sure you get the same thing when that when that happened.
2: I did. I did, and I also promptly blamed Derek for that, my buddy Derek. He was at the house watching the Super Bowl, and he left at halftime, and he said, Seahawks got this. He jinxed me. He jinxed me. And by the way, I blame former former Victory
1: Monday panelist uh, Kyle Rigney for drafting Aaron Rodgers so high in our Godzilla media oh, league. No. I, said, I said, you're going to jinx it, and he said, Well, Aaron Rodgers won me a title in another fantasy football league. Well, guess what, Kyle? Four plays, and the season's over. Thanks a lot. Oh, man.
2: Yeah, I I will say you were the first person I thought of immediately yesterday. I I feel bad. You know, I'm not like the biggest Aaron Rodgers fan, but no, I didn't want to see him go down like this. I wanted to see what he could do. You know, I was excited. I watched Hard Knocks. He seemed like a different guy, seemed like he was in a better place, seemed like maybe he was just a little bit fed up in Green Bay the last couple of years. And I was ready to see what he could do. And I was excited for you and the other Jets fans that I know. And I immediately thought that there was a, there was a guy at bowling. He's a Jets fan. And he was so exuberant because the, the start of the game was on TV as we're mm-hmm. wrapping up bowling and you see Aaron Rodgers run out onto the field with that flag and you, you could hear the stadium was rocking. He came down to me and he said, Dustin, you have, no exci- you have no idea how excited I am to see him on this team. Jets fans haven't been this excited in a long time. So I even said to him, I said, Tony, I'll try to throw a couple strikes so we can get you home and watch the game. <laughs> and I just felt terrible. And your
1: uncle Al is very complimentary of my beard. He says, the beard looks makes me look like Dan Fouts. Yeah, I'm a lot better looking than Dan Fouts.
2: <laughs> you got a better arm, too. Yeah.
1: Well, now I do. I'm 46, and he's, what, 65? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you still got him. You still, still got him. him. Still got him. All right. So for our last segment of the night, we're going to talk about week two and what we're looking forward to. Dustin going to have me lead off. And start off with the most intriguing matchup. So, what's your what
2: matchup you're looking forward to this week? Well, the most the most intriguing matchup for me is the let's see the Patriots versus the where did I put it? Why Dolphins. am I Patriots versus the Dolphins? Yes, because I wanted to see if Tyreek Hill because he went off and Tua Tungabailoa at all could repeat their success against what looks to be like a very stout new England defense. I, I think, I think the Patriots defense could be one of the better units in the NFL. And I would, I did not expect to say that, but I should have known it. Um, because Bill, Bill Belichick is a defensive mind. He's one of the better defensive minds that we've ever seen in the NFL and, uh, but if the Dolphins come out and lay one on New England's defense, that'll go a long way in proving that they could be legit. So my matchup
1: this week was the Ravens at Bengals. And mm. I'm very interested to see if the Bengals offense can bounce back against another solid defense. And the Ravens historically have had very solid defenses. And I want to see if last week's atrocious performance against the Browns and that damn elf in the middle of the field at Brown Stadium.
2: Yeah, Brownie the elf.
1: Brownie the <laughs> elf, and you hear Jamar chase it. Yeah, we lost to a bunch of effing elves. Well, well here's
2: here's you look, you look like an elf yourself. Mr. Yeah, in yeah. I'll 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 give you a little bit of a story. Uh, the party we were at, uh, I was at this past weekend was for my for my niece. Who was on a Sunday. And uh one of my brother-in-law's brothers turns to me and he watches football, you know, he don't but he turns to me and he goes, "Are the Browns not the Browns anymore?" I'm like, "What do you mean?" He goes, <laughs> he goes, "What the hell's this logo in the field?" I was I go, "Oh, that's their elf logo. They I guess they yeah. used it back in the day and now they're deciding to switch back to it." But that was a, he was 100% serious. He said, "Are the Browns not the Browns anymore?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So needless to say, I'm I'm wondering if the the, the Bengals can bounce back. If that was the, if that or if performance performance was an anomaly, or if it's going to be a trend going forward. Because if it's if it's a trend and they have another and they have another clunker against the Ravens, this might yeah. be trouble. Oh, for and your, sure. And your uncle says Giants, Cardinals, two teams enter, one manages to embarrass itself less. <laughs>
2: Oh man,
1: we're moving on to Desperation City. I'll off, leave off, lead off with this one. Char- yeah. I think Desperation City is Chargers at Titans, and the reason why I say this, we alluded to this earlier in the second, earlier in the show. If the Chargers lose to Tennessee, who played? Let, let's put it this way: they played the Saints really tough last week. I did not expect that to happen. They played the Saints really tough last week, but if the Chargers lose to Tennessee. In an early Sunday game, I think they're I think they're in big big trouble based on their schedule the rest of the way, and, um, and they have a really really early bye week this year. I think their their bye week is a week four bye week five bye week like the like the Browns are. So wow. this is their schedule. This is their schedule after week two: Vikings, Raiders, bye week, Cowboys, Chiefs, Bears, Jets. Lions. That's just their first half of the season. That's a tough schedule.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I think if they don't win in, if they don't win in Tennessee,
2: the bumpy road ahead for them. I I would agree with you. And also, you know, Tennessee Ryan Hill, Ryan Tannehill threw what three interceptions last uh, mm-hmm. last week. I mean, so both teams, Vrabel's gonna that that Titans team, he's gonna have them mad. So it could be a tough road to hoe for the Chargers. Yeah. What's your Desperation City game of the week? Well, this one's a little personal for me, but I'll tell you, and I'm not saying that they have to win, even though they pretty much have to win, but I'm already setting myself up. You can't drop a a game to the Rams. You can't drop a game to the Rams when you have the Lions the next week. The Lions are a great team. OK, I know it's early for me to say this, but I just like the feel of the Lions. We both extolled the virtues of Dan Campbell. But the concerning thing for me is, like I said earlier in my in my in my speedy, speedy rant, the players admitted that the effort was an issue in the loss. If you come out the next week and lay another egg against the Lions, if you if, if you have another performance where you're questioning the effort against the Lions team that you know Dan Campbell will have ready to run through a wall. It's gonna be it's gonna be a tough season. The Seahawks better better win and or make it extremely competitive against the Lions, or else their season is done before it even really begins. Well, don't forget last year. The oh, Seahawks I, went I'll never forget. into
1: went into Detroit and they had a high scoring game and they went up surviving that one.
2: Yes, so I can see it, a situation where it could history could repeat itself. And I hope it does because that was legitimately one of the most entertaining games on the schedule last year. And no, I'm not talking. Because that was the game that DK Bedcalf got carted off the field because he had to go to the bathroom. That, <laughs> I couldn't hold well, it in any longer. Yeah, I still, it's one of the greatest. On the sideline, the pee pee dance. It's one of the greatest tweets I've ever seen. He tweeted after the game that that clench walk wasn't going to cut it, you know, as. <laughs> But but I'm telling you, they've got to do much, much, much better next week, or they are in some real trouble. Yeah.
1: Well, speaking of clinching, we would rather this is the we would rather drink castor oil than watch this game. And Dustin, I think we're in agreement with this one. Bears yeah. at Buccaneers Ugh. It's gonna be a crap show. Yeah. And I say this because Todd Bowles is gonna scheme Justin Fields to death. And it's going to be in the sweltering heat of, t- of Tampa at Raymond James Stadium, where nobody from the North plays really well. And that stadium went that hot and that humid in the Florida heat and humidity. And Todd Bowles, like he did last week with Kirk Cousins, forcing turnovers, st- doing just enough to win the game, not allowing more than 20 points. And the Bears, they showed who they were last week. Yeah. They're still growing, they're yeah. still awful. I think this is I'd rather I'd r- rather not watch this game. I'd rather drink castor oil than watch this game.
2: Yeah, this one's going to be tough to get through, uh, you know, because Justin Fields. I I thought he was going to ascend. I thought he was going to make the jump this year. I had the Bears doubling their win total from last year from going from three to six wins. I don't see how any of that happens. Um, it was just very disappointing from the bears last week. And like you said, with a defensive mind, like Todd Bowles, he's going to be having Justin Fields is going to have their number out there and the bears, this is going to be a slog to get through uh, this.
1: I, I pity, I, I, I pity those in Tampa and in Chicago. Yes. who have to watch this game.
2: Yes, Unless you have red zone. Let's yes, I hope you have Red Zone and or the Sunday ticket. Save yourselves. <laughs> yep, that's why I have NFL Plus. <laughs> red Zone baby. Oh yeah.
1: All right. And last but not least, the players to watch, players to our player individual players to watch in week
2: 2. Dustin, go ahead uh, uh who's your player to watch in week 2? Well, this kind of dovetails off your most intriguing matchup. But my I'm going to have both of my both of my wild eyes on Joe Burrow next week, because I picked the Bengals to go to the Super Bowl, Mm -hmm. and I have a lot of faith in Joe Burrow, who he is as a player. I think I, and, and the way that he handles himself, I just, I'm a Joe Burrow fan, but these starts are concerning. You know, some people might argue, Oh, don't worry. Joe, Joe Burrow is going to figure it out. Joe Burrow is going to figure it out. But much like they say, in the NBA, sometimes they say all oh, the players can, the really good players can turn on the switch when they want to. Sometimes you go to turn on the switch and it's just not there. And last last week, Joe Burrow managed 82 yards, 82 passing yards against the Cleveland Ugh, Browns. Gross. And if he does not bounce back in a, in a significant way, I'm going to start to wonder whether this is something we should be concerned about. Well, don't forget, too, the the Bengals got off to a really slow start last year, too. They did. They did. And they they
1: cleaned it up, and they wound Mm -hmm. up going to the AFC Championship. Yeah. So it's early. It's only week one, Mm a long season ahead. But, yeah, like you said, like we've both been saying, if the Bengals aren't the Bengals we've seen from last year, tend to be a little concerned. So for me, my player to watch in week two is Tyreek Hill. Oh, yeah. doubt that he'll replicate his performance in San Diego from last week, especially since the pass rush of the Patriots is a lot better than the pass rush of the Chargers. Chargers, Regardless, it's going to be interesting to see what he can do against against this Patriots defense. Uh, Historically, I believe he has not performed very well, uh, especially last year in the Dolphins' uniform. Uh, Although in this game's in Foxborough, so uh, he could, he isn't really particularly play well in Foxborough, if I'm not mistaken. I'll, I'll, you know, we'll do the research later. You know, correct me if I'm wrong, please. I appreciate <laughs> that, especially any Dolphins fans out there. Uh, but I, I want to see how Tua can handle the pass rush of the Patriots, which is a lot stiffer than the Chargers. And I want to see what Tyreek Hill can do against the Patriots secondary which is a lot more stickier than that of the Chargers. Yeah. Yeah. And before we go, we got to make one more quick, quick, quick uh, visit to the comment section. Wonka the Saints says surviving undefeated Miami Dolphins crew. should be living in fear unless someone breaks to his leg. Hope doesn't happen. Miami's fun so far. Yeah. As long as two yeah. stays healthy, this team is always going to be dangerous. Hot uh, TV joining in says resurgence of the Zach attack in New York. Yeah, yeah, in a way. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, you miss, know, I'm kind Martin.
2: of uh, I'm kind of rooting for him to Yeah, to I mean, kind so. of figure it out this year, you know. I, I I I like the dynamic between him and Aaron Rodgers on Hard Knock. Rodgers was always busting him for his headband. He's like, "I have to wear it. It keeps the sweat out of my eyes." I'm also, I guess sweaty. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. And the last word of the night Goes to Wonko the same, says, Yes, Dustin, bring back Burrow the Great and Weak Dose. Thank you, guys. Great show and a fun time. Thank you for joining us, Wonko. We appreciate you stopping by and visiting the comments section.
2: Always great to have you here, Wonko.
1: And we'll be back next week. Uh, We got to figure out the day and time because I got something going on Tuesday, but we'll figure it out. We always do. We're always flexible. All right. So we're going to get out of here. Before we do that, just need to remind you of our social media channels right down here below Twitter. Instagram, scarcely use TikTok at nocredsreq, facebook.com forward slash nocredsreq, youtube.com forward slash nocredsreq. Leave, leave, leave a like, subscribe, leave a comment. Let's people know that we're out there. On the podcast side, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play, wherever you podcast, subscribe, listen, rate and review. Five stars is the best rating to give us. And if you leave a review, we'll even read it on the air. Thank you for watching or listening to us this week, folks. You have been watching or listening to No Currencies Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. And as always, we are presented by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. For Dustin Henry, I'm Mike McCarthy. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week for week two of NFL action. Till then, take care Good and night, enjoy everybody. the football. <laughs>